another edition here on a Wednesday of WeatherWise, the podcast from the meteorologist from 47 ABC WMDT. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Bordzik. Thank you for downloading and streaming this week again. And once again, I'm joined by meteorologist Ulysses Garcia this week to talk about a recap of the weather in the past week here in Delmarva, really focusing on our local area here this week. We like to touch on a lot of national and world stories sometimes, but we're having a few issues of our own here. And usually, Ulysses, we're in mid-April. We're a little more worried about severe weather, right? This, we're starting to get into our severe weather time here, at least ramping up for it. Yeah. And we've had some rough weather, obviously, with the tornado a few weeks ago. But um, from an overall rain standpoint, uh, instances of actual thunderstorms, we're running pretty quiet here for April. No, yeah, uh, absolutely. We're running low, especially for the month of April. The fact that we are... Um, the drought situation really hasn't improved a lot over the last, uh, we were hoping this past weekend we were going to get some rain and unfortunately uh, we just encountered a good amount of dry air and each rain chances that we had became really just widely uh, scattered to very just isolated across the area. We're almost six inches in the hole here in Salisbury. Uh, we're normally supposed to get over a foot of rain already by this time of the year and we're just over seven inches of rain right now. So. Um, the fact that when it comes to this past weekend, it didn't help. We're really hoping that this weekend the models trends do not fall apart like they did at the end of last week where we saw the models really break apart the rain chances on Friday going into Saturday and Sunday. So we're hoping that we really do get a good rain uh, from the next cold front coming in. But the drought monitor um, this past week only showed a small improvement for pretty much just southern Dorchester County in uh, parts of southern Wicomico and northern Somerset County. And that's really just because of the fact that we had those thunderstorms that we had uh, a week prior that really just dumped a good amount of rain just literally right along US 50. And that was pretty much the area that just saw any improvement. But pretty much everyone else has remained the same. We're continuing to deal with moderate drought all the way into parts of Delaware, um, pretty much near the, where the tornado actually hit towards the Bridgeville area. We're actually dealing with moderate drought towards there. And that extends all the way down into parts of Virginia. We still deal with abnormally dry conditions for Milford, Dover, and uh, points north going into parts of Pennsylvania. And Saturday was a good example of the rain that we had Saturday. A good example of why the pop-up uh, isolated to widely scattered shower and thunderstorm scenario is not very helpful yeah. in these situations. Give an example, speaking of near the tornado path, just north of Bridgeville, near the um, Kent County, Sussex County line, uh, radar estimated rain totals are like four to five inches of rain from uh, a couple cells that just sat over one area and rained themselves out. But it was such a small, concentrated area. You go down to Bridgeville, they picked up barely any rain. Actually, south of town, there was no rain that was recorded. Same idea, just north of the uh, Kent County line, north of Harrington, not really too much in the way of any uh, shower activity at all on Saturday. So you had these little spots on Delmarva that picked up a ton of rain. Most areas did not. Newcastle County was under flood advisories in the northern part of Delaware for a good chunk of Saturday, uh, I think late morning into the afternoon, and uh, more for the afternoon. But the rest of Delmarva, outside of that one spot I mentioned in Delaware, really didn't see too much action. There were some thunder showers off the coast for a little bit or right along the beaches. And I know a few popped up on the western side of Delmarva, like in Dorchester County. But these were spotty showers. They just didn't add up to uh, uh, enough to really, as far as coverage is concerned, uh, really uh, give enough rain to all of Delmarva to add into the tributary system. And we didn't uh, have that in the forecast. Like you said, the models were trending drier and drier. When that cold front was approaching, Saturday was more of an air mass day with pop-up showers and storms. The actual cold front came in late Sunday night. Didn't bring too much rain. I mean, it brought a cool down. 
uh, but we didn't see the rain that we needed. And that situation tends to perpetuate itself. We're looking at this weekend, like you said, hoping that the models don't trend in that same direction where there's less and less moisture convergence ahead of the cold front that we'll be tracking in from the west to bring us that rain we need for this time of the year. So definitely into a, a dry yeah. scenario here. And you're mentioning with the drought monitor, much of Delmarva now under a moderate drought. And then on top of that, with the dry conditions, we've had some beautiful days, but it's been adding to the fire danger, right? No, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I know, and obviously the fact, you know, everybody's been talking about the, po the pollen as well. We just would like to have the pollen washed It would be cars. nice, wouldn't it? It would be <laughs> nice. But yeah, the fire danger. So actually, um, I know I think last week, I think was uh, one of the days that you, you, I think we had our, we think we already had our first fire weather watch of the year. And then this week we've already saw a fire weather watch where it actually became a red flag warning. So what this all means is the fact that when you combine the winds, the humidity, and then just the vegetation in general, this will make um, fires really conducive to spread rather quickly. Um, and especially when you add the drought into play, that really helps it even more. And that's the situation we're in is why we're under these uh, fire weather watches and these red flag warnings. So pretty much the criteria here on Delmarva, and this is actually information I did on a weather tidbits a few years ago from the National Weather Service, it's the criteria is sustained winds at or greater than 20 miles an hour, relative humidity less than 30%, and 10-hour fuels less than 8%. And when it comes to fuels, that's more just uh, the type of vegetation around. Um, just has to be, be a certain criteria. And that's pretty much the criteria for both a fire weather watch and a warning. A fire weather watch is more issued 24 hours before the event while a red flag warning is usually issued the day of, of that event and usually most of the time this will be during the daytime hours into the early evening. And, and that's that's um, also probably to, it's similar to how we do watches the National Weather Service does watches and warnings for severe weather you have your watch kind of ahead of time um, you know like a snowstorm for instance you get your winter weather watch that's issued a yeah. certain duration ahead of time and then the warning kicks in when the conditions that they you know thought were going to happen are actually either beginning to happen or about to begin. And, yeah. you know, we've moved into that red flag warning again for the Tuesday as we're recording this. And you mentioned this one thing that they look at. It's called a 10-hour fuels. Um, and, it, uh, you know, when 10-hour fuels are less than 8%, you know, what does that mean? Well, a 10-hour fuel, by definition, is basically the dead fuel that uh, adds up uh, in fields and beneath trees and such. And uh, it's, it's calculated on the time it would take for the atmosphere like a moisture return in the atmosphere to reinvigorate that fuel to the point where it's not burnable. So 10 hours, it would take 10 hours of the atmosphere, I guess, to produce rain or um, some sort of um, you know, rainfall event overall that, to allow this fuel to become uh, you know, non-ignitable, if that's a term to use. So nice. that's what they're looking at here. The 10-hour uh, fuel, um, you, know, you would look at underneath the tree canopy, you know, the, the, the leaves and, and uh, the needles and dead grasses, anything like that that kind of builds up underneath the tree canopy. So yeah. um, that's something very typical that we have to worry about on Delmarva, especially with a lot of the, the rural areas. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of fields. I know um, there's some controlled burns that are done throughout the year across the area. So that complicates things. Obviously, in a day like today that you wouldn't have something like that no. um, because uh. of the danger there. But this is all tied back to the fact that we're not getting enough rain. So. Um, this is our, our focus here going into late April is less about severe weather and more about 
drought and dry conditions yeah. that are impacting the area in several different uh, facets. But I got to say this, at least with the day-to-day -day sun, we should at least focus for a second on the nice part of it. We've had some beautiful days. We've had some decent beach days, which have been nice. And on a previous podcast, we talked about how that wind coming off the water can make things so much chillier for the coastal areas this time of the year with the with the Atlantic being in the 50s still. But, yeah. you know, we had some days where you had a nice westerly breeze coming off Delmarva, off the inland areas. So Ocean City, Rehoboth, we're in the 70s and 80s. And we're going to see that here by the end of the week, well into the 70s for the beach areas yeah. to coincide with that sunshine. And probably uh, uh, worth noting, too, we're getting into more and more uh, direct sunlight. So the yeah. UV index is becoming more of a problem and more of a concern. So always a good reminder Throw on that sunscreen. Now that we're getting into these nice days and brighter days, I know a lot of us going outside for the first time in the past couple of weeks and really enjoying ourselves on a weekend. So um, something to remember, of course, we cover the UV index, uh, especially this time of the year. We get into that in our weathercasts on the, the TV side. So yeah. uh, one last note here. Uh, we were talking about severe weather or lack thereof, and we mentioned the Bridgeville Ellendale tornado. Um, I did want to pass along something cool that's going on. And no, in Bridgeville, um, or uh, in the Sussex County area, they have, um, they have looked into uh, you know, really coalescing their efforts to bring in um, you know, more of uh, organizations together for fundraisers, basically, to help those affected. So you know, back, uh, the town of Bridgeville has basically gotten together with the groups of these organizations, and they're going to be starting to sponsor fundraisers on weekends to try to raise money. And I know they have one upcoming on April 23rd. Um, I believe it's called the Benefit Bash in the Park. So it's basically a concert event. It's a family fun event. They're going to have raffles, food vendors, everything that brings the community together. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. No, but, of course, it's there to support this, uh, this fun that they're kind of, uh, you know, I guess really trying to coordinate by uh, putting together all these different uh, charity organizations into one large fund there for the tornado relief in Bridgeville. And again, if you haven't listened to these podcasts before, the EF3 tornado that cut through Bridgeville and Ellendale back on April 1st. Uh, they're looking at doing these fundraisers here going forward. So the first one, again, Benefit Bash in the Park on April 23rd in Bridgeville. And if you want more information, you can go to our website to check that out at WMDT.com. But uh, I think that's going to be uh, it for us this week. Uh, of course, we do this every Wednesday. If this is the first time you're listening, we try to recap the weather here in Delmarva each week. We also talk about any local, regional, and national weather headlines that are happening. So there's always something going on. We're going to keep an eye yeah. on things and, of course, have a lot to talk about next Wednesday. Thanks again for downloading and streaming another edition of WeatherWise from the meteorologist at 47ABC, WMDT.